This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Thank you. Hi, Ange. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, mate. Uh, ahead of your first FA Cup game, where does it rank? on your priority list as a manager and what are your memories of it throughout your time being a football fan? Uh, Priority-wise, it ranks with every other game I've been in charge, mate. They're all important. There's not one that you don't uh, you don't take um, sort of full focus on. And, uh, yeah, I guess my memories are similar to anyone who, who loves football. Um, <coughs> I think uh, the FA Cup's a significant event in a, in a sort of global scale because uh, the FA Cup final day... Uh, pretty much reaches every uh, corner of the globe and so everyone's had a sort of um, some sort of experience with it and um, yeah great competition great tradition great history and uh, looking forward to us uh, having a crack at it. You obviously won I think it was three cups at Celtic can you talk a bit about what impact winning a cup has at a club and when you think of this club in particular how much of an opportunity does it present to win a trophy? Yeah look I think um Every club, you know, that's kind of um, you start every season with with hopefully the the ambition and the, and the dreams of winning uh, silverware because you knows you know the impact it has on 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 the fans more than anything else and uh, you know obviously um, from my perspective it's an opportunity for us to to try and win a competition and uh, you know that's. Um, you know, for the club of our stature, that has to be the ambition every year is that you go into every competition with the aim and, and, and the hope of, uh, of uh, winning some silverware. Of course, it wouldn't be the first week of January without a transfer question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tottenham and Genoa in talks with uh, Radu Fragusin. I just wondered, you've talked about in the past about your priority of being a centre-back mm-hmm. and the need maybe to get that done early. Are you confident you'll get your wish in that? I mean, uh, it's it's hard to say because, I mean, obviously I don't get involved in that side of it and, um, you know, as, as I said, sort of leading into the window is that we've got some objectives and some targets and, uh, you know, and we'll, we're working towards that. People are working <coughs> behind the scenes and, and sort of who are in charge of those areas are working towards that and, uh, you know... Um, my role within that is to, you know, whenever I'm s- sought for guidance or clarity as to, you know, which way we need to go, I, I provide that. Thank you. Hi, and happy new year. Happy new year, mate. Um, top four. When when 
top four became a Champions League spot. Kind of the feeling was the FA Cup took a, a back step in terms of importance, in terms of magic, in terms of romance. Being a manager whose team are gunning for top four this season, is that is that accurate, or is still winning silverware the the holy grail of a manager, a player, a club? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I know what I feel about it, and that is that, like I said, every competition I've been in, I want to win. So, you know, it doesn't really... I don't really sort of rank them or, or <coughs> diminish one against the other. I think to win any trophy, you've got to earn it, uh, whatever competition it is, whatever, you know, uh, <coughs> whether that's domestic or, or you know, uh, continental, you, everything is hard-earned. So, um, you know, I think... Um, I haven't sensed anything within this football club that suggests that you know um, this is a competition that is not important um, to try and uh, you know achieve. The, the club does have a history of in this in this competition. They've won the FA Cup numerous times, and some of the, the greatest memories that many living Spurs supporters would have would be uh, around FA Cup. So yeah, I, I certainly don't see it that way. I don't, and I don't think one really impacts the other. I don't know why, you know, whether whatever your ambitions are in the league, why that has to affect your ambitions in the other competition. Does this feel like a cup game because you're playing a team that's in your league, Burnley? I mean, you can't do anything about the draw, clearly. But, I mean, because you're playing a team that's in your league, does it does it feel anything different to a Premier League game? It does, yeah. And I think you have to treat it differently. I think, um, you know, teams often take a different approach because, you know, the Premier League... <coughs> has its own pressures and 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 sort of um, focuses for every team. You know, they we're all sort of fighting for different things, and every week is um, you realise that that's um, there's always a consequence to everything you do, and it affects not just this week and next week, but cup games. You kind of know it's uh, <coughs> that's it. You know, you got to give everything on the day. Teams, I think, tend to play a bit freer. Uh, less constrained, um, knowing that you know progress can only happen if you get the job job done on the day. So I think it does take a different feel, even though it's a Premier League opponent. <coughs> and you know, Burnley have had a decent running in cup competitions over the last couple of years, so um, we're expecting a, a tough game. Finally, as it's January, um, obviously you're being nicked with players, which you've spoken about. Players being linked with moves away, including Eric Dyer, um, who can now sign for a, a club abroad and move in the summer. You've also been linked with a, a move to West Ham. Any any truth in that at all? No idea. No, not my, not on my radar. No, let's keep Eric. I think Eric is, uh, you know, contracted to this football club, and uh, he's as much in charge of his own destiny as anyone else. Thanks. Did we get an injury update? Yeah. Uh, so. From last week, um, <coughs> yeah, unfortunately, Alejo, um, you know, obviously it was a fairly significant injury, so he had scans on whatever day it was after the game, and um, <coughs> it's going to keep him out for probably probably a couple of months. So won't need surgery, but some significant ligament damage. So disappointing for him because he's kind of worked hard to get an opportunity in the last couple of weeks. He was kind of growing into it, and um, yeah, really disappointed for him. Um, terms of last week um, everyone else is uh, is no issue in injury front um, uh, guys coming back uh, Mickey van der Ven has trained with us this week which is which is good so he's got through sort of three sessions um, not sure about tomorrow uh, 
whether he'll be involved or not. And uh, I think everyone else says he is. And James Madison, he's not as far along as Mickey, obviously, but no, do you think we'll see him this he, month? He's, he's not training with us yet, mate. And as I've said before, until they train with us, it's hard for me to kind of put a timeline on it. He's um, he's uh, running with the, with the sports science crew, but not not with us and not likely to be with us over the next sort of couple of weeks, I don't think. And Christian, similar sort of thing? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, Christian's still very early stages. I just wanted to ask you uh, about Richarlison. I know you've spoken about it a bit, but obviously he is in, he's in great form and had, had that difficult period earlier. just wondered if there's anything you could sort of put your finger on as to how things have changed for him on the pitch anyway. I, I, I think I've said consistently, he's just he's free of injury, he feels good physically and he's just able to perform at the levels that he wants to and he couldn't do that at the start of the year. <coughs> Even though he was playing for us, like I said, he was fairly restricted in his movements and I think it's no sort of magic cure. He got some treatment for what he needed to get treatment for and uh, he feels good now. He feels his body feels good and, and yeah, obviously then, then you know, he's scoring goals which makes him feel a little bit more confident in himself. Um, but, uh, you know, aside from that, he, he's working really hard for the team at the moment which has been really important for us, especially the last sort of, you know, two, three weeks. So um, he's going well and hopefully more to come. And just lastly, for me, have you decided on the captain for tomorrow and are you able to tell us who that will be? No, not really. I'm not putting too much. The captain is Sonny. Sonny's the club captain and Matters and Romero. So whoever wears the armband tomorrow is not really that significant to me. What's more important is that, you know, Sonny's been an outstanding leader, <coughs> both in deeds, actions and words, and we're going to need players to step up tomorrow, irrespective of who's wearing the armband. We need, we need to try and fill that sort of... Um, breach it or hole that he's left because uh, he's, I think he's been outstanding for us so um, again I'm not putting too much thought in that whoever it is it'll be but you know we'll need a number of people to sort of stand up in that area just in terms of experience on the day um, I'm sorry if you mentioned that I completely missed his name Pat Matasar is he okay yeah he's fine he's gone he's with the national team no hamstring issues for him at all. No, no, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, back to the transfer window. Just wondering, is in in your head, or whether you share it or not, is there a kind of an, an ideal number of new faces you'd like to see this month? No, because uh, again, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It's there's a lot of sort of moving parts in in a window like this, and um, <coughs> like I said, January you don't expect too much sort of in terms of uh, activity, but <coughs> I think. Um, you know, I've said, again, I've said before that what's important is every opportunity we have to strengthen the team and strengthen the squad, we should try and try and take. And depending on sort of uh, the opportunities we have to do that in this sort of month, we'll um, we'll try and do. And um, <coughs> Sergio Regalon's returned. Is is he likely to head back out on loan? Because obviously you're in this situation where if you were to play him, he then can't go out to a third club. Yeah, again, I think that'll be. Um, sort of dictated by a lot of other factors, but not on my radar at the moment. Okay. And just last one for me, Dane Scarlett. Obviously, a good move in terms of experience with Switch, but probably didn't get the game time he would have wanted. Is he someone you maybe have to put an arm round, give him a bit of a reset now for the second half of the season? How does it work with him? It works that he's back with us and he trains every day and he's got an opportunity to show us what he can do, mate. I mean, that's the life of a footballer. There's no point... Um, 
you know, he went deep switch to play. He didn't, uh, whatever reason, and uh, he's got to take some responsibility of that. But didn't work out. But he's back here now. He's training with us, and uh, like all the other young players, they're before me every day, and um, they can put a compelling case to play. Hi, Ange. Um, you got a little bit of criticism for the team you picked in the League Cup game at Fulham. D does that, does the reaction to that influence your team selection at all for tomorrow? What do you reckon? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, yeah. Fair summation. No, look, that's all right. People are allowed to criticise. I don't always get it right, but I put out a team I thought could win us the game that night, and we lost on penalties to a Premier League club away from home that's doing pretty well there. So um, it was early in the season. I know how hard it is to play our football, and if I didn't want to expose the whole group to three games in a week that early in the season. So, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess part of the reason for that was obviously because the club's not won anything <laughs> since 2008, and there, yeah. is that, there is that sense, perhaps, that... There's a frustration that in the past some managers have not taken the domestic cup competition mm. seriously and that's mm. sort of elongated this wait for, for silverware. Yeah. Is, that, is that whole issue something that you're aware of? Uh, look, I, I, not that I'm aware of it, but I think I said before that there can't be a desperation to win a trophy because it cures all the ills, because it doesn't. Because as soon as you win one, what do you think the fans are going to say? Well... It's okay, you don't have to win one for another 15, 16 years. No, they, they want more. So it's about putting yourself in a position where you can compete for these things regularly, you know, and, and give yourself every opportunity to win every competition you're in. Because, but, you know, it's not like, like I said, <coughs> just winning a trophy and thinking that that's going to be enough. At, at a football club like this, which, you know, is my, the context for what I'm saying, then, you know, like I said, the... There'd be a demand from not just supporters, but players, everyone involved in the club, well, we want more of this. So you can't just sit back and say, well, yeah, but hold on, I'm just delivered a trophy. Shouldn't I have some sort of, you know, um, latitude now to, to, to not be successful? It doesn't work that way. So, I, I, like I said, I'm determined to bring success to the football club. Um, but it's not a desperation for something that, you know, is going to, you know, give us some respite for what's ahead. When you're a big football club, there should be a constant demand for success. There's often this argument that if, if you... Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Win a domestic cup, it's like a stepping stone to bigger trophies, but it, obviously it doesn't always work like that, do it? No, it doesn't, you know, and there's plenty of evidence to suggest that actually doesn't work at all that way unless you can back it up um, and and again at a football club like this which you know should be competing for honours every year um, I just don't think winning one trophy should be the holy grail it should be creating a team and, and a club that's competing for trophies every year Hi Ange um, how did Rodrigo Bentacor sort of hold up after Sunday and what did you make of his performance in that number six work? yeah he was he was good um, 
<coughs> obviously he's you know he's feeling feeling the effects of the game, but not any anything sort of injury related. So that which was good, and um, it was good to get him out there, and he he felt good being out there. You know, he's uh, like I said with a lot of the injured lads, obviously, you know they they want to help out, and and he's you know he's he kind of thought he'd done the hard bit getting back the first time, and then you kind of have another setback. So I don't think he fancied. You know, really, <coughs> really long rehab sort of regime again. You know, he was wanting pretty keen to get back involved, and uh, you know, I was happy to, to to give him the the minutes he did. And um, you can see his quality straight away. He's, he's, he's a very, very good footballer, and I can't wait to sort of you know, um, I've said before that you know, he's when he's kind of back up to speed from a physical perspective, I think he's going to be a significant contributor for us. And you're clearly going to miss Son now for, for this period. But how much encouragement have you taken by a kind of a growing relationship, it seems like, with Brennan Johnson and Richarlison? Those two goals, <coughs> Everton and Bournemouth, sort of identical goals. It feels like there's kind of something clicking there for them too. Yeah, it's it's developing. You know, I think I've said before that, you know, I think still it's our greatest area of sort of growth still is that front third. I still think we've got so much more uh, to improve on. and um, But every week we're sort of seeing seeds of, of that and, and, and the guys developing and getting a better understanding as you said but you know we're not Sonny's a f- oh, you know you name a team of the year at the moment he'd be in it he's been a hell of a player for us and it's a big loss for us another one so again we're going to have to really raise everyone's levels to to you know to cover the absence of another significant contributor probably the most significant contributor for us so far in the season and just finally from me, and um, more of a sombre note, um, Spurs fan, 16 years old, Harry Pittman was killed on New Year's Eve. Um, the club are going to show his image tomorrow during the 16th minute, and fans have got encouraged to sing he's one of our own. It won't be much for the family, but does that sort of show football at its best and, and when it can be more important than just a, a game of football? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, you, you, you don't even want to be thinking about the, the circumstances of the family and, you know, the again you know where we are as a society the 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 fact that these things still happen and you know young lives are are lost for absolutely no reason and um like i said you can't even i couldn't even contemplate you know the the grief and the pain that the family is going through but you know that's like i said i've always felt football clubs are more than just the embodiment of what we do as you know in sport they are an extended community, an extended family for a lot of people. And uh, if it even gives them the smallest amount of comfort, then, <coughs> you know, it's the least that we can do and, and our fans um, can do. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, um, like I said, tragic and and, and inconceivable just uh, that people, you know, families um, still have to suffer this sort of grief. OK, we'll move on to the, uh, the embargo <coughs> starting for 10 Yeah, I don't think it's fair or unfair. It's just, you know, each club can sort of deal with it the way we want and, you know, there's other reasons for these kind of things. But, no, I don't I don't think... It certainly doesn't 
what other clubs do doesn't um, yeah doesn't sort of affect me or the way I view it. Um, ultimately, we're you know we're bound by FIFA rules with these things, and uh, you know I, we <coughs> we want our players to represent their country. Their big tournaments they're going to, and hopefully they're all successful. And um, more importantly, hopefully they will come back um, healthy. No, I mean I like I said, I spend zero time. Not I'm not bothered at all what other clubs do. No. hate for that to be the case because you'd miss out on some fantastic talent we've got a, a generational player from Asia that's been representative of our club and you know if we lose him every four years for five weeks I think it's a real small place to pay and I love international football I think it's important I don't like the way the calendar has been crammed but the events the, the tournaments they're going to now are significant tournaments they're not sort of just thrown together in the last couple of years. The African Nations Cups are very important. The Asian Cups are very important for these nations. Um, you've got to understand that these guys, this is where they were brought up. You know, this is where, you know, a lot of their, who they are today comes from. And when they go represent and put their shirt on, it's not just another game of football for them. So I'm sure Sonny would love to have been here with us and Pape, but it doesn't diminish what they do there. And... I would never rule out somebody because, you know, they're going to represent their country. I think representing your country helps a player develop both professionally and personally. Yeah, I was we've been preparing for since the start of the season, but I wasn't preparing to lose half a dozen other players at the same time. So you know, you kind of um, understand that. I mean, if you know, if we had some of our injured players available and fit, there would be the absence would be diminished. Albeit, he's still a significant person at our football club. Like I said, it's not just about. <clears throat> what he does as a player, he's the captain of the club, he's been our leader, our standing leader from day one, um, on and off the field, and it's a significant absence. So, um, But, you know, from that perspective, in terms of the presence he have had on the field, you know, if Romero and Madison were available, then, yeah, you could diminish it, but they're not available. So with all the other challenges we've got, it makes it more difficult. But it's been like that from day one. I think, you know, we've, we've had to overcome these things, and it's just another challenge for us. Um, yeah, look, I keep saying I respect every manager and the way they go about it because I know how tough a job it is, um, whether that's in the Premier League or anywhere else, but it's obviously amplified here in the Premier League. Where, But, you know, we, we played Bournemouth on the weekend. I think there was similar 
criticism around Adoni's work at the start of the year. He stuck to his guns in the way he wants his team to play, and um, it, it's it's yeah, it's not easy. But ultimately, it's it's the biggest measure of I think of who you are, you know, what you stand for, because uh, invariably, if you if you change in that moment just because people want you to change and not because you feel it's the right thing to do, then you're on a slippery slope because those things never end. There's always challenges, you know. There isn't a manager, irrespective of where they are, even the ones who are on top still get criticised for something they do. So it's it's part of your existence as a, as a manager. You need to embrace that and understand that. And, um, and like I said, the test then becomes is, you know, when when people are calling for you change, to change something, and it doesn't mean you don't. If you think it's for the right reasons, then you should do it. But if you're just changing because you think it appeases or somehow will mean people cut you some slack, it just doesn't happen. It's it's a slippery slope, like I said. You, you end up becoming <coughs> someone you don't want to be and ultimately you fail. Hamza. Um, look, I think it's it's hard wherever you do it. I, I, I guess there's more there's more focus here for sure, but you also got more resources. You know, there's there are other managers who their first job is you know um, a real hard shift as well. You know, but wherever you start, I guess like I said, the important thing is that ultimately you you know, especially when you're kind of first getting into it, is that you you kind of try and figure out. <clears throat> who you want to be and, and how you want your teams to play and every opportunity you have to do that you try and take and <clears throat> it's obviously harder under the spotlight of a competition like the Premier League because every little thing gets scrutinised and and sort of dissected and there's plenty of opinion, plenty of advice but ultimately you realise that none of it really matters if it's not who you are, you know. And um, but like I said, I've got great respect whether it's you know, somebody like Vince who's in his first year and in the Premier League and somebody like Roy who's, I don't know, then he's not escaping criticism either, is he? So that's that's your existence. Like, if you've, you've got to understand that that never goes away. It'll never go away. Um, and as long as you know how to deal with it and, like I said, you don't allow it to, to change you, then you can live with it. Um, well, I've learnt there's a word I shouldn't use from now on. Um, so you're always learning, mate. You know, even at my my age, and uh, I've always tried to make it. Um, I've always tried to make it sort of, you know, a pact with myself that <clears throat> you know I'm never I'm never going to stop learning, whether that's about life, football, or anything else, and. Um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed the experience so far. It's been everything I've kind of wanted it to be in terms of challenges and in terms of, um, you know, the space I'm working in. But um, at the same time, I think, you know, the years of experience that I've had have prepared me well for it. Matt, you can jump in. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to... Do you ever picture yourself lifting trophies as an ingenuous question? I've got real pictures, mate. <laughs> 
There's quite a few of them, mate. No, I just look at the ones I've got, mate. Yeah. No, no, I've earned them. I'm not lucky. No, no, no. I know, I know what you're saying, but... I, but is that what inspires you and spurs you on mostly? It's a debate between forfeit and winning. Yeah, no, yeah, no. No, I get that. But, like, I love winning, mate. That's all I've done my whole career. And I don't say that dismissively that I've got pictures. And I don't... No, I don't have them on my ceiling, mate, as you suggested. But I, 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 that's what drives me. You know, every year I start the year hoping that you know at the end of the year there is a picture of me with a team and lifting a trophy. That's what I've tried to do my whole career, and I've got plenty of evidence of that. So that's what my sort of intent is here. It's not something that I have to visualise. It's what I do. I suppose of lifting trophies in the past, were you keen on having those around and using those to motivate the players to show them? No, they're around. They're around. The people who've had success at this football club are rightly honoured. If you walk in, you know, the the home dressing room, that's the only pictures we've got up there. Teams and individuals that have won things because we know how important it is to our supporters in this football club. So they are honoured. You don't hide those things away. You you, you absolutely put them up as an example of who we want to be. I don't know about other football clubs. Again, I'd hate to think there'd be any football club who'd be who wouldn't care about winning a pretty significant trophy. But certainly for us, we're um, like I said we want to try and win every competition we're in because I think that's the kind of the stature of this football club. Now the thing is like. And to be fair, my wife's in Australia at the moment and she's been moaning about it as well. Is that we've moved so much, mate, that it is. It's just I don't have like a house where you go, you know what, I'd love to one day and they're all somewhere. Um, you know, I've still, you know, obviously I've got the Celtic ones because they've travelled with us at the moment, but um, all the other ones, I don't know, you know, they're, they're somewhere. Um, they're, they're packed away, but yeah, we, it's <coughs> we've had an interesting sort of, Existence, not a normal one where you have, you know, your your family home, and I can set up my. That'll come at some point. Uh, I hope very soon. But um, you know, we we've been nomads a little bit, and you kind of live that sort of existence with with all your possessions. Um, I've got my family, mate. That's they're the only sort of trophies I need. And we'll finish it down to twelve o'clock tomorrow, please. And one of the debates um, this last time from Pochettino is whether winning a domestic cup change the mentality of the squad to help them to become winners. I mean, when, when you've won trophies in the past for other clubs, have you noticed that that changes the degree of winning the cup? Oh, look, I think it, it, it helps for people to experience that. But, I mean, Christian Romero is a World Cup winner. He knows what it's like, you know. So there's already people in the room who have kind of had that experience. And, and, and it does. It, it does help. But it also then you... You fall the trap the other side of it. Does that breed complacency now because they've got it, you know? So then you kind of flip it and you kind of, okay, I've got to get them to climb the mountain again. So there's always challenges there. And I think a winner's mindset is more about, <coughs> you know, coming in every day and trying to, you know, be the best you can be 
in the context of where you are and, and try and be part of something that, that's special. And, and that should never stop or accelerate because you a, haven't achieved something or you do achieve something because there are equal pitfalls there. But, <coughs> you know, if, you, if the guys who do win things at least have a picture in their head of um, what it should look like, what a dressing... Because there are... You can win it many different ways in terms of playing styles and methodologies, but there are consistencies in winning teams around, you know, um, <coughs> a real sort of team-first mindset about having a really strong culture, really strong training environment, all those kind of things. And until you experience it sometimes, um, it's hard for, for players to conceptualise. But if they've been part of it, well, OK, they know that these things are, are constants and that could be with this team or with another team that they've had success with. And you, you mentioned yourself, you think sometimes cut down from the two in Western Australia. Do you think that might suit the way you want to play? <coughs> um, potentially. I mean, it depends because then, you know, but it also means the other team are the same way. And like I said, they're, they're kind of unique beasts in themselves, cup games, you know. They, they take on their own lives because, like I said, you know that, all right, I mean, there's, there's obviously replays in this round, but usually you know that at the end of the game you need to, to win to progress. So depending on the scoreline, you, you get to extremes of, you know, how do we hold on to this or how do we turn this around? And, you know, teams, coaches tend to, to, to be a bit freer with their kind of decision-making in those processes. So, you know, they don't... I've, I've always felt that they, they kind of unique in their own way as opposed to, to league games. And then just a quick one on Michael Perisic, do you expect him to play no. again this season? No, no, he's working hard to be fair to Ivan and um, you know, he's obviously got some national team commitments and he wants to get back as quickly as possible and um, again he's, he's been a significant loss for us, you know, he was, uh, I thought this year he was going to be a real significant contributor because of his experience and we saw that in the first few games with the way he impacted games. Um, but yeah, no, he won't unlikely to play for us again. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 